you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior and just serving them and just uh, being joyful today, having a great day. And we continue on with the life of Christ with me, Kevin. He's hanging out there. He's uh, he's in the middle of nowhere, not actually. Uh, where are you, Kevin? Tell us about it. Baraboo, Wisconsin. It's I think there's a Walmart here. Hey, it's um, it, you know these. Uh, these states in the upper Midwest are are pretty well covered with lakes and towns that are just big enough for a Walmart, but not big enough for a Planet Fitness for me, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so I went with the pastor today uh, as his guest. Paid him, paid the gym fifteen bucks. But yeah, I got to go in and and get some lactic acid crystals out of the muscle and uh, feel a lot better. But yeah, Baraboo's uh, one of these typical towns I just never would have heard of unless I was coming to it. Yeah, we've got a place up in Bemidji where they uh, uh, they they charged me so much for a week when I was there last time. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't terrible, like 15 a day. It was like 40 bucks or something for the week or for the 10 days. And it was, I think it's called Anytime Fitness or something like that. And that was... Uh, it was a blessing. It's real small. It's not a Planet Fitness, but I think you'd find it worthy of what you're trying to do too. And they give you a key; you can go anytime you want. They got cameras watching you. That always kind of freaks me out. I want to lift a little more weight when I'm doing that. They don't want you to be that. That 90 pounds I do 20 times may not be enough. No, I don't know. Anyway, Kevin, we've been going through. You're at 100 percent right now. You're two for two. Uh, going into today's broadcast and, and we're looking here at, uh, what is the longest book? And I guess that's number of words is the way to look at it of the Bible. The, the, it, so what was that again? It, it cut out a second. What is the longest verse? Book. The number of words. Oh. Okay. Longest book of the Bible, number of words. I would, I, you know, I think it's the book of Psalms. You're right, brother. Yeah, it is the book of Psalms. So the book of Psalms is the biggest book in the Bible, and that's pretty cool. Now you get into the, yeah. the New Testament. There's some big books in there. I'd have to look it up, but I think it's Acts, but it might be Luke to it. Same, you know, I mean, there's just a bunch going on over there, but definitely the biggest book of the Bible is Psalms. And so Kevin continues to roll on uh, hitting 100%, folks. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> We've been trying, brother, to come up with a word. Yeah, that, that deserves a woo. Let me see if I got these clapping here. No, I hit the wrong button. Oh, man, that's like Tweety Birds or something. I, 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 brother, this button's not working. Things are tweeting. I got to shut that off for a minute here. And uh, But anyway, we went to this one. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with these buttons over here half the time, brother. But uh, the, the idea of belief, having belief, believing something, uh, believe matters. And... Uh, uh, you know, we learned so much about it in Matthew 11 and 22, 21, 22, uh, it says in all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believe in you shall receive. So when we pray, we believe we can receive it or, or, or why in the world would we pray it? You know? And, uh, uh, 
and as soon as Jesus over there in the book of Mark chapter five, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. And remember the, the chapter five of the book of Mark is the chapter of the incurable. So you have this maniac of Gadara, you have the, you know, the diseased girl, dead girl, you got some stuff going on and, and here's Jesus and all this stuff. And he's saying, you know, don't be fearing people leaving. So, so this is a good word to go to for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So believe is a big deal, Kevin. Belief is a big deal. It is. It matters if you believe and it matters what you believe matters who you believe. And we know the devil believes the devils believe that all the demon, you know, people say I'm a spiritual person. Well, the devil is literally a spirit being. Yeah. And not, not only that, not only is he spiritual, but he's a believer. He, he believes, but here's the thing. He believes what he knows and what he has seen. You know, he believes that that God is, is great and he's strong, you know, great in a, in a strong way, but he is not a believer. And, and the scripture, I think that would be the, the fork in the road for the difference between taking satanic belief and what saving faith is, is Romans 10 verse nine, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, you know, it, it just doubles down on the thing. Yeah. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Amen. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, you know, there's the the root and the fruit. With the heart, believing gets a mouth that talks about it. And and so when when you believe unto salvation, it's from the inner real you. You know, uh, a lot of times in a marriage situation, people say, you know, uh, uh, one of the most loving statements that I think a person can say about their spouse is, I really believe in you. And one of the saddest things is when they say, but I really believed in you. And what and what they're what they're talking about is trust. What they're talking about is I I really believe in your in, in, in your, in your veracity, your truthfulness, your cause. I, I just, I embrace everything about you. And that's what this belief from the heart is, is to recognize that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world that died for us. And to embrace that in your heart, you know, the Bible says, because thou hast set thy love upon him, uh, I will deliver thee. So the Father is waiting for people to, from the heart, set our love, that is to trust or believe in Jesus Christ. And when we do that, he will save us based on this thing that was done in lieu of our ability to earn it. And that is Jesus earned it for us. And all we can do is turn from our stubborn ways and, you know, for clinging to our own good works or for clinging to our, our sin, whatever it is, to, to, to just chuck that and say, I, Lord, I, you know what? I believe in you. I really believe in you. And uh, to me, that's the ultimate kind of belief that God wants. I think so. And I, and I think, and I love the direction you're going. I think we, you know, how do we deal with our unbelief? And I remember the father of the child there and Mark nine and straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe help thou my unbelief folks. That's where it begins. Lord, I believe 
Help thou my unbelief. Help me with this, God. I can't pull this off on my own. And we got a great God. You know what he's going to do? He's going to help you. Uh, I loved where Kevin went there. We're in the book of John. We're continuing on. Oh, wait a minute. Did I ask you the question of the day? Uh, I did. The book of Psalms. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And again, folks, so not only is We're there one burnt-out mind here, there's two. <laughs> We're old, man. The days get long. The churches get uh, more and more fun. But, you know, there's so many things going through your head. Try to remember 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 names, folks. It just it takes up your whole hard drive right there. People go up and say, don't you remember me? And guys like Kevin and I stand there and say, God, give me something, <laughs> some redeeming quality that will bring me back to this guy's name or something he said to me or, whatever but we (laughs) that's that's where we are we find ourselves in the book of john moving on with the life of christ and uh we're in chapter 11 starting in verse 16 through 22 today if you're following along then said thomas which is called didymus unto his fellow disciples let us also go that ye may die with him now that's kind of a strange statement but it's just you know i'm going to stop right here and say this whenever i read that verse he's you know old thomas is saying hey i'm willing to go no matter what takes and if i if i have to die you got me covered god i think that's what 16 is saying it kind of stands out by itself i almost threw it on yesterday on death but i i, I said man this is something that goes on belief right here this is a guy that says, hey, we'll go, let us go, and if we have to, we'll die with you. Then when Jesus came, he found he had lain in the grave four days already. He's been dead for four days. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as he heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But if I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. And I'm sitting here, and I'm reading this a little while ago, and, it, and here's Martha running down saying, Lord, if you had been here, we wouldn't be four days dead right now. We'd be celebrating. You want to talk about belief. You want to talk about showing up at the game. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about being there, being like that child's father there in the, in, in the book of Mark chapter 9 and saying, I believe, Lord. Help me. Help me uh, with my unbelief. Help me, Lord, to get through this. And I've always been pretty amazed by that. So, you know, right away I'm talking about Thomas's loyalty, like I'm willing to die. And, and then, you know, you show up and there's a reality there, the reality of somebody being dead four days. And, and, and folks, if you've never been around dead bodies, realities, there are humanities there. And, uh, and they're showing up and Martha shows up. And, and I mean, there's so much going on here in the background. But listen, hang with us from this broadcast. We'll be right back with you. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So, Kevin, there's this weird thing going on because the Jews believe that your soul hung around your body for three days. 
So that four days, that Christ saying, hey, we're going to wait a couple days before we take this journey, uh, knowing the whole time that it goes outside of the Jewish belief there are three days. So he's showing up. It's four days. It's ripe. Thomas is loyal. What are you seeing here? Yeah, you know, that's real good. Um, <clears throat> I think it's interesting. Verse 20 says, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, went out, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. We know that Mary was a, uh, a worshiper and Martha was, was a worker that, I mean, that's what we see in the scriptures anyway yeah. about her. And, and so they're both kind of resenting the fact, I think that Jesus wasn't there. They're both, I mean, I think we would all, I would be that way. I'd be like, where is he? We sent for him and he could have come, but he didn't come. And they're dri it's driving him crazy. And, but Martha got up and went as soon as she heard that Jesus had come, you know, she went out and met him along the road there. And that's, that's Martha. That's, she was the doer. She just had to do something. And, you know, I think in the temperament of all the people listening to this broadcast, the temperament uh, of us, you know, if you're a doer, uh, there's a part of me that's a doer. There's a part of me that wants to fix things. There's a part of me that, that says I can't sit here any longer. And and so even though you're going crazy, you want to jump up and do something. And, you know, don't, if you're, if you're that way, if you're a kinetic type of person, don't, you know, uh, I can say it. As soon as God does anything in your life, jump up and meet him. Go meet, even though you're, 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 you're driven crazy, go say, Lord, you know, in other words, okay, if you, make sure you're going to church, don't lay at a church. Okay. Get up, go to church. Okay. If you're a worker, if you're a worshiper, there's both reasons to go to church. And then God speaks to your heart, jump up and go at the invitation. And I hope there's an invitation, uh, at least often where you can go up and pray or, or take someone aside after church and say, I've got to pray with you. You know, that's the kind of thing, because again, static, a static person is a static object is much harder to move than a moving object, no matter how slow the object is moving. So Martha was moving very slowly in her faith, but she jumped and left at the at the entrance of Jesus Christ into the situation when hope was at its highest, you know, yet they still didn't necessarily believe he was going to do anything to fix the situation. She did something. Mary, on the other hand, and I'm seeing this in verse 20, Mary sat still. She stayed home. The worshiper, the, the contemplative type of person, we, we uh, as far as I can tell, stayed static. And that's a danger. If you are an introverted person, you're probably uh, more prone, I'm guessing to being in an avoidance mode where you're just sitting there and saying, I just, I cannot believe this. And you just play it over and over in your mind. I cannot believe this. You may be more prone to bitterness and it, you might be a worker and still prone to bitterness. I, I, I know of people that got very bitter who were very, very much workers, but oftentimes the, you know, the people that bounce back the quickest are not the contemplative introvert. But Mary seeming to be more contemplative, I think she was prone to this danger, Doug, that um, she just was in avoidance mode. And, and Jesus had to make an extra effort. And praise God, he did make an extra effort and called for her to come. And then she did come. But, you know, I think God knows how we're wired. And I think it, it goes uh, it is good for us to acknowledge, hey, this is the way I'm wired, too. I'm like a Mary. I'm a Martha. And this is how I usually act.
Yeah, I, that's really good. I, I remember, too, the respect you have for somebody showing up. And uh, I remember in the Army when somebody of higher rank showed up, especially if, a, you know, a, a general showed up in the area or, you know, the sergeant major or, you know, the, some higher ranking official showed up in the Army. You were programmed out of respect. No matter what mode you're in, you're programmed to get up and go meet that person, welcome them to your area. And, I mean, it's SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, to immediately take them over to the coffee part of the refrigerator, offer a Coke or diet, you know, whatever the case may be. And that was just out of general respect, that you forced yourself up, you did it, whether you liked the person or not. In this case, you got your Lord and Savior, and you're exactly right. I mean, old Martha, man, she's she's wound up tighter than an eight-day clock, man. She's, she's wired. You know, you, we'll be able to pick her out in heaven, I have a feeling she's going to be a little bit skinnier than the two. She's going to be like muscular, you know, built like a Nautilus or something. <laughs> she's, she's all in. And, and man, and, but you know, yeah. there's something cool uh, that's going on here, Kevin, and that's that mixture of faith and grief. And I love that that mixture showing for this reason, because when I lose people, when I'm going through stuff, I better have faith in there in God. But God, it's, it's, God's cool with grief. Jesus wept. We're going to see that in a little while. The shortest verse in the Bible in English, uh, and then comes rejoice evermore right after. But think about that. So, you know, here's Martha, and she's got faith in God. She's like, God, you know, if you were here, you wouldn't have been that way, but I know whatever you ask God, he's going to do. I know how you're wired. I know that you can do this, God. What a beautiful statement of faith, but also of grief. We lost them. It's been four days. It's beyond the Jewish three days. This is breaking all the rules, folks. This is breaking all the Jewish tradition. This is breaking everything. And in a few minutes tomorrow, this is going to blow up and uh, we're going to see how God's glory is manifested. But, but Kevin, over and over again, I'm glad there's Martha's in the Bible, and I'm glad there's Mary's in the Bible. And, uh, and, and I'm glad that when we trust God and step out like a Martha, boy, it's great stuff. Yeah. Well, that verse that you brought up, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Um, if thou hast been here, my brother, not die, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. You know, the idea of resurrection was just, you know, they were not, um, th that was not really in their wheelhouse of faith yet that God was able to raise from the dead. It's obvious because they weren't thinking, they thought Jesus had to be there. And I think we're that way too. If Jesus doesn't show up and deliver us from a problem, then, then it's all lost. All is lost. What if God waits till the problem's done? What if God waits until the house burns down? What if God waits um, until someone actually does die? And, you know, God's typically not going to be resurrecting people like he did when he was on earth. Um, I mean, God can do anything. I, I get that. But but here's the reality. I know that whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, he will give it thee. And you know, there's just the best thing in the world is to agree with her and say, Lord, I, I I was hoping it wouldn't get this bad. I was hoping my spouse would not leave. I was hoping they would get this right. I was hoping my pastor would would not resign. Everything was going so good. I was ho we just kind of had planned things out different. But I know that now in the aftermath, 
whatsoever you ask of your father, it's going to be done. And I think it's great to just go to God, the father, go to, you know, go to Jesus. It's okay. We have this permission to say, Jesus, would you ask your father? In other words, he's our, what's to say? There's one mediator between God, man, the man, Christ Jesus. And I get it. We ask things, ask the father in Jesus name, but I've been so low. I've said, Jesus, I feel like my connection to God is not there, but I sure love you from what I see in your word. You have the ability to do anything. Would you ask your father to do this? And they're both God, but you know what? God did it. And the great thing about our Jesus is he has the ability to take the aftermath and make it better than the, the preamble to the whole thing. And I'm just, uh, it's okay that God shows up not on my time frame. Yeah, that's good, man. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then Christ says, believest thou this? I want to leave you with that question today. And, and you know what Martha said? Yay, Lord. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God. Oh, I'm sorry. That's going to be tomorrow's reading. But listen, <laughs> I believe it. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God. Don't you hate it when I get ahead like that? That's a preview of tomorrow. You want to make sure you're Amen. part of that. Listen, folks, uh, make sure you come back. This is God's word, the life of Christ. And boy, how the yeah. life of Christ has changed our lives eternally. We sure do love Amen. you. We hope you have a great day. And hey, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.